Enough with tyranny, we come to take our country back For all citizens, white, red, brown, and black Return to a form of glory, fist that bloody crack On the ground, fetch a gown, it's going down My, My mother, mother Come on, come on. Stand up high in the front. Louder. No more bacchanalism. Woo! Steady girls for the heavens. Human in moment. Human in moment. Welcome to the Father's Day. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. The Father's Day is now on locals.com. So click the link in the description to support our work, and I do appreciate it. I have with me today Christopher Towson, better known as Topher. He is a number one billboard artist, U.S. Air Force veteran, and founder of the Stay in That Word Ministry. 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 Topher, thanks for coming on, man. How you doing, Jesse? Appreciate all the is, opportunity. Oh, as well, man. What does Topher mean? How did you come up with that? Well, if you look it up, the it comes from uh, Bearer of Christ, when it you know, bears the cross. And uh, but it comes from Christopher. And instead of going by Chris, because everywhere you turn, someone name was Chris, and I got tired of turning around. <laughs> so I decided to go with the Topher, uh, which is a little bit more rare. And I, I definitely turn my head less now. Right on. And you have, uh, you're the founder of Stay In That Word Ministry. Is that is that a church or organization or what? It's just an organization. Just right now, it's just me. Uh, by myself, uh, I went on and coined the term "staying at Word Ministries" because I, I was skeptical at first. Since I've, I'm not ordained, um, I haven't went to any uh, biblical school at all, theology school. So I was, I talked to my pastor, a couple of pastors, and they say, you know, the apostles they were called, and you know, they were equipped as they were called. They didn't go into any, you know, professional schooling, but right. they did study right next to Christ, and you know, and I said, I've been pretty pretty uh um grounded in my walk with christ for about 10 years now so i said i'm just quizzing people i don't how if i want to go deeper and i just reach out to people that do have the tools to do so right and i could just lead them to those people so i, I went on and started it just last week nice and, and i've noticed that the, the men and women who go to school to be a preacher they're dumb have you noticed that they're dumb yeah, uh, they they uh they get caught up in some of the you know, some of the uh, stuff that's not as important. You know? Right, it's, they're all intellectual, just like a person that goes to a secular school or something. It's the same thing. They they can quote the Bible, but they don't understand what they're saying. Right, that's amazing. Yes, and so you are a Christian. Yes, sir. I raised Christian. Uh, so uh, you go ahead. Mm -hmm. I say my mom. She. Didn't go to church, but she made sure I went to church. And while I was in church, I sung in the choir. I sung in a community male chorus growing up as well, which uh, surrounded me by a lot of great men of Christ uh, when I was young as well. And, you know, I went to college. You know, my wife, you know, at the time, she was my girlfriend, but we started dating when I was in college. And she had a great relationship with the Lord. She was a little bit more mature than I was. 
Um, but she did allow me the chance to grow up and mature as a man. And, and I couldn't imagine a better um, partner. And she's older than you? Yes, she's uh, two years older than me. Wow. Why she looks you, 10 years younger than me. She looks 10, <laughs> why, would a man, how, why would a man marry an older woman? He won't be able to lead her. I don't know who said that. I don't know who came up, came up with that lie, but I, I will say this. Uh, to a certain extent, age is a number because I know some people that's 45 at like they're 12. I know some people that was my age, 21, acted like that was, you know, 35. A lot of people said I've always had an old soul. And it's just because, you know, I just, as a kid, I had to mature early. I've been, you know, growing up in a single parent household. And, you know, I had to be the head of the household when I was like 12 or 11, taking really? care of my mom. So I just, I was more responsible than most people around my age. And, and does your wife obey you? Yes. She does. She does. She definitely respects my position. And that's because of years of trust, right? You know, um, when things go wrong, I've always provided a solution. And I, you know, thank God that, you know, we've never had to be evicted. We never had anything really go wrong uh, since we've been married for the last 10 years. So I've definitely built that trust. And how how do you deal with the hell in her? I don't. <laughs> I think a lot of people try to fight it. But I, if it. With respect, you know, you have to approach some a certain way, you know, um, and I, I think I learned that from the military as well, because, you know, I served six years active duty. So if you're going to complain or have a complaint, uh, you know, to your commander, you got to go in there with a certain level head before you, you just can't go in there screaming top of the lawns and just right. like you need to come, you know, level head. And I believe as long as you set those boundaries and you make it clear and you respond only to the proper way. You know, and we just had, you know, great relationship advice with some of our leaders within the faith, you know, that we talk about relationships all the time and, and how we should communicate and get our points across while maintaining, you know, without making each other the enemy. You know, a lot of times the problem is what's going on and, and it's not getting solved. But, you know, learning to address that in a mature way is what we learn. So when the hell comes up out of her, you just don't deal with it. You kind of let her go through it on her own. Oh, yeah. I mean, as long as it's not impacting me or the family in a negative way, if she's just emotionally and stuff, that's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, just don't bother me none, you know. Um, you, you have know, just, children with her? I got two. Two. I got an eight-year-old and I got a almost about to be four-year-old. Uh, both of Meyer Jays and Bobby Bobby Christina and uh, both girls. Right. Girl. Amazing. Um <laughs> Um, and so you are a Christian. What does it mean to be a Christian to you? Just one that believes that, you know, uh, Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. You Do know, you a Christian, a Christian one that follows Christianity. I mean, just following Christ, all his principles, you know. All right. Do you have fear? No, I have faith. So inwardly, you have no fear? No fear. No. Do you have anger? I not as much not when I not as much as I used to. I used to be angry about a lot of stuff, um, but you know, and that could be because of how we was taught growing up in school and and just the environment. You know, I, I'm I'm in Mississippi, so you already know the his, history that we kind of have down here uh, when it comes to black people. And you know, I I learned a lot when I joined the military, and I was able to branch out and see uh, the world from different perspectives. You know, when I went other places, it was like, man, it's not that bad out here. You know. It's some really cool 
uh, white people or everybody else out here, then the situations I used to think was because of my skin color was just bad. It was just bad decisions on my part. And like I said, once you start to break down those walls and, and remove that veil, you kind of like, I don't really have to be angry at stuff no more. I can really be happy and just know that things happen sometimes. Nice. Um, um, so you said you were raised by a single parent, your mother, right? And did yes. you know your father growing up? I did. We didn't see each other often because he was married. Uh, but, you know, he he did not. He wasn't the type to not claim us. And he also wasn't the type to just, you know, disregard us. He tried his best. As, you know, once again, he's married and, and on a limited income, but he tried his best to still be present. Okay. So you grew up, even though he weren't living there, and he, he didn't deny you guys, you grew up loving him? You love your father? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I was kind of, I was bitter when I was younger because I didn't get to see him, right? Because you want to see your father yeah. and you wish they would do more. Yeah. Uh, but the older I got, like I said, around 18, 19, I realized the gravity of the situation. It's like, you know, he may have wanted me, he may have done these things, but because of his poor decision making, um, he he didn't take into account the time he wouldn't be able to have with me because he had other kids that he had to tend to with his wife and and other stuff. So uh, I never held it against him. You know, ever since I've been an adult, we've been we call talk all the time. Right and since my mom passed three years ago, he's my only parent right now. Nice. So I'm doing my best to bless him like I would have blessed her if she was still here. Good man. And so um, you are a rapper. I saw one of your rap things, you know, conservative rapper. And yes, sir. Um, were you always a conservative? I was, I won't say I identified as conservative always. I didn't know what that was until about 2019. And so I, I grew up, you know, in the South and, you know, we believe going to church. So a lot of my principles that I live by now are the same ones that, you know, were instilled in me growing up. But you know, when I got to the age where I had to vote, my the way they wanted us to vote didn't align with the principles that we was talking about and raised with. So I kind of had a, uh, okay, let me sit down and, and then really look this thing over. And when I did that, I was like, I really just took the Republican platform and Democrat platform. I said, all right, I'm going to put it side by side. Yeah. And whichever one comes out more, that's it. It wasn't like a close by. It was like, whichever one has more. That's what I'm rocking with. And the Republican just had way more that I agree with. And I was like, what the heck? Why did we vote Democrat? Yeah. <laughs> you know, growing up. And, you know, it caught a little riffle with my family. You know how it is. We, we ruffle a couple of feathers, but I, they can't deny the things I've been able to do with the principles that I have. Right. right on. And, and the things that I push. So I think after all that trumps any any um, uh, resentment they felt towards my voting preferences. I did the same thing. I, when I moved out here, I registered to vote, and I went with the Democrat side because that's what the blacks were doing. And I was 18. and But then I, after my values changed, God changed my heart from anger to love, mm -hmm. I could no longer identify with the Democratic platform. So I looked at the Republican platform because I didn't know anything about the Republican platform. And so I looked at it, I looked at the Democrat, and I realized I can't identify with the Democrat thing anymore. And so I I became a conservative from that point forward. And and my family didn't understand. They're like, what's wrong with you? Well, well, how can you be a Republican? How can that be? But they didn't understand the values. They didn't, they didn't, I guess they didn't read the platform. What do you think, what's wrong with the blacks? 
Well, I always tell people we got a low emotional IQ and that comes from years of manipulation and, you know, and people take advantage of it. And also we, we don't dismiss it. You know, we, we accept it into the culture and we promote it, you know? Um, and I think that's been to our detriment. And once you create a pattern, uh, people that, that is out to do some harm to you can take that and use that against you. Yeah. And so they know how to get us going every time they need to get a policy passed, even though it's it's to our own detriment. Anytime they need to do something, they know, uh, make sure it's white versus black. They never show the Asian versus the blacks doing anything racist. They never show uh, Filipino or anybody else. It's always white versus black. Yeah. They know what the trigger is. And we fall for it every time. And I tell people, look, guys, uh, you know, as, as, as Larry Elder would say, Facts are racist, you know, so I, I, I tell people, look at the facts of the situation. Wait for the entire story to unfold. Yeah. Have there been some racist events? Absolutely. Does it happen on a wide scale? No. So don't treat every case like that. Let, you know, just take it step by step. A good point, man. And how do they respond to that when you talk to them about those things? How do they respond to you about those issues? Person in person, most time they accept it. I've I found more success offline than online with um, my rhetoric, just because people that know me and see the the impact that I'm having, they know that I'm a good person. And if I'm a good person and th- doing the things I'm doing, then it's got to be more than just Topher is supporting racists in the Republican Party. It's got to be it's got to be something more to it. So I've had more success with rep- people that I have rapport with. Some of my best friends, I remember when I, you know, became more vocal about voting for Trump around 2020 because it was just a big election. Um, a lot of people kind of backed away without telling me. And yeah. then, you know, but they came back around a year or two later and said, look, the Lord had been working with me. And, and he told me that I kind of, you know, written you off without a reason. Like you didn't harm me. You didn't cause no harm to my family. Yeah. You didn't treat me no type of way. I just, just because of who you was voting for, I, I felt a certain way. And so I've had a lot of relationships restored and other people just had hung on. And, and one of my nephew, my nephew is one of the people that I think I impacted the most with what I've been saying is because he's been able to see it. Now that I pointed it out to him and then he's been with me along the ride, he's one asking me questions. I'm like, yep, that's tied back to this. This goes back to that. And now he's, you know, I would consider him um, conservative as well. And, and he will probably most likely vote Republican too, just because, you know, as they call us, we, give us six months. We no longer conspiracy theorists, right? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> uh, so you voted for the great white hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, I would actually say great black hope, man, because I mean Trump was doing a lot of great for the for the black community that people failed to realize. And yeah. um but yeah, I, I voted for the guy that everybody said was racist. Yeah, I did too. Um how did you get in, into rapping? Becoming a conservative rapper? How did that come about? I was I've always been Christian. I think conservatives and Chris Christian um, kind of went hand to hand, at least for me. So I've always made clean music. My music has always been more on the positive side, but I got more direct with my, um, policies and, and people that I, and, 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 um, social political topics with my music around 2020, just because no one else was really talking about it. Like everybody else would. Th- I was trying to break through the noise, right? Because all we hear is the same old 
um, as Craig Long would say, suicide poetry um, um, with these lyrics all the time. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to make sure that if I'm going to have someone's going to listen to my stuff, that I say something that's going to trigger something to cause them to do more research, to reconsider the position they're in or something. Because if I don't say it, they're not going to hear it in school. They're not going to hear it on the radio. They're not going to hear it on any CNN or other platform. So if this is the only time they're going to hear something, let me at least say something that is going to help improve their lives. So I started in around 2020 and uh, started teaming up with Bryson Gray, Tyson James, and, you know, the Marine rapper, d and everybody. And we just created a great movement for the last three, four years that has done some incredible things. You know, like I said, I've been able to get a number one billboard, including multiple other billboard uh, as an independent artist, which is, you know, is unheard of for the most part. Cause yeah. you know, typically most people that get that role, they're, they're major artists, but we've been able to show the demand for this type of music and show the, the impact that we can have on the youth. You know, now I know people that's throwing my music, walking out to my music and, and, and blasting our, my, our music through the speakers. And the cool thing about our music is it's a conversation starter. Yeah. So yeah, people like be like, music. go ahead. I like the music that, that I heard. It really is. You did a good job. You're doing a good job on that. And I mean that. Um, do you believe that racism exists? Oh, yeah, of course. And why do you believe that? I be, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen racism. But I also say this racism, like as Candace would say, in a list of top 100 things impacting the black community, it went beyond it. You know, it, it has its time. It has its place. But I'm not worried about it. It's not stopped me from doing anything. And one of the reasons why I stay in Mississippi is to prove that. You know, if I feel like if I could show the success and show the love that I from my videos of me walking up to random people, the people that you think would be the most racist people. But we have this great conversation and nothing is shown negative that people we can start dispelling this um, myth about what Mississippi is and how bad the, the, the country is. It's like no one really cares about our race. You know, especially if you don't wear it, I don't, I don't identify, I don't wear it as an identity. I don't go around and say, hey, I'm the, I'm a black rapper or I'm a black entrepreneur or I'm a black owned business. I don't do that type of stuff. And I told people, I don't, I don't like to boast about things I didn't get to select when I came into this world. What I did get to select was my, being a father. So I love to boast about being a father, being a husband. I love to boast about being a husband, being a veteran, something I got a chance to choose and being a Christian. So these are the things that I like to talk about and I prefer to wear versus things that I didn't get a chance to talk. I know, select. And what's your proof that racism exists? Can you give me some proof of it? You mean person to person or you mean as a system? Period. Well, I can't, I mean, I can't give you proof. I mean, it'd be anecdotal evidence at this point. Um, you don't have any proof. You have personal proof that racism exists. Oh, I've, I've encountered some personal things, but once again, I didn't record anything, so I can't. You know, can't I mean, prove. like, can you tell me something that prove with your words that racism exists? Oh well, if you want to talk about outside of just black people, then we could talk about the Asians have been discriminated against when it comes to colleges uh, that we've seen and some of the more pre- prestigious stuff that we're, we've seen with the research. Um, I would say when they remove the black people from the products in the stores because of wokeism, I think that was very racist. I'm sorry, from the what now? 
remember on Mama and, you know, Uncle Ben and all that stuff when they was removing all the black images. Right. Um, I think that's racist because they didn't remove none of the white images from any products. They just removed the black images because of wokeism. Um, I would say that's racist. But, you know, once again, we, we're talking on a scale for black people. I can't really say much. Now, as far as white people shoot, I see some of the I mean, once again, it had to be social media and I can't pull it up for you right now. Right. But I, I've seen some people say some horrendous stuff because the person was white and a victim, you know, and, and black people have just went to town and said, you know, some very outrageous stuff. So as far as like racism on a black person recently, no, it's to me, it's been on white people more. Um, God said that racism does not exist, has never existed, never will exist, that mm. it, it doesn't exist. And, and being a Christian, why do but, you be, be, believe it if God said it doesn't exist? When did, when did God say racism didn't exist? He said that our battle is not a physical battle. It's a spiritual mm. battle. It's a warfare between good and evil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood but against mm-hmm. spirits and principalities and wickedness. And what I've noticed over the years, and I grew up on a plantation down in Alabama, right, under the Jim Crow mm-hmm. laws and all that crap. But what I noticed is, is the people who have anger, they discriminate, they hate the people who don't have anger, who have love, have God's love. Mm-hmm. And all people do that. And so the people with anger are evil, and they hate the people who don't have anger because they have the nature of God. And so it's a battle between good and evil, and it's not against flesh and blood. And when you mentioned yeah. that they took Aunt your mama and all of them away, that was due to hate. That was due to anger, hatred. It wasn't mm-hmm. because Aunt your mama was black. It was because they hate. Whomever did that, they have hatred in their heart. It's a spiritual battle. And that's why they have not been able to get away saw this fake idea of racism. Because it doesn't exist. But if we call it what it is, if you if you have hatred in your heart, you have anger, you're on the side of evil. If you don't have it, you're on the side of God. Good. And that way you can point out what's really going on. Then if some people will start to overcome it. And that's why these people have used the word racist because they know you can't prove it. And if you can't prove it, you can't overcome it. I, I, <laughs> interesting you say that because... I would say racism is a form of hate, but at the core of it is hate, you know? Yeah. Um, just like, you know, I wouldn't, based on that logic, I think you couldn't say pedophilia exists in. Right. Because you, you you would just, you would never use that word, but we use pedophilia all the time. You know, it goes back to just sexual immorality, right? Um, but you make an so interesting I, point because pedophilia does not exist. When that happens, it's coming from an evil person. They have hatred in their heart. Satan is their daddy. And the devil that made a home and imagination and emotion is making those people do things that they wouldn't ordinarily do. And if they should overcome the anger, then they would never do those things because they would be driven by good, by God, instead of by evil, which is of the devil. Right. And I would say... Let me just say this. When you cover it up with a false identity, like you call it pedophilia, it sounds like something that you can't overcome. But if you call it evil which it is, you're being influenced by evil, the person can repent and overcome evil and not do it again. I could see that. I mean, I don't think you have to say, call somebody a murderer 
I think if you also want to murder a it's good enough for them to stop murdering people. I don't think not really. You have to call it evil for for it to stick with them, you know. So I I'm just saying, like logically, I I see where you're going with this. But even with that verse, it didn't say racism wouldn't exist. It just said it reminded us as Christians who we're fighting against. You know, that way we're not fighting the person themselves. We're fighting the influence and and the spiritual nature of that person that's been impacted through Satan. And the same thing goes back to um, because you were talking about racism. I mean, it talks about, you know, when Peter had the vision, when the plate came down from not the plate, but the sheet came down from heaven. You know, when he fell asleep before he went to see Cornelius, he talks about that. He said clean versus unclean. But it was very clear that Gentiles versus non-Gentiles was, you know, was a thing. So and that was that's how they operated. So we can't say racism didn't exist, but we can say that racism at itself is just the symptom of hate. So same thing with everything else, like pedophilia, it's a symptom of evil. It's a symptom of all those stuff. And same thing, like even with love, like, you know, uh, being kind, being patient, those are all symptoms of love, you know, and I think there's nothing wrong with identifying those symptoms, but we also at the core need to identify the root cause. But if you identify with anything other than the root cause, you're not going to get over the problem. If you see that, and I, if you see that, and I've counseled with, Many thousands of people now over the last 30 years, mm-hmm. they were into different things. Excuse me, I almost dropped my computer. They were into different things, but there was something else driving them, and they thought it was themselves. But when they realized that it wasn't them, they were able to overcome it because they stopped identifying with it. They did, it's the same thing Christ knew and said that it's not you. But it's just even Paul said that the things I want to do, I don't, the good things, and things mm-hmm. I don't want to do, I do. It's not me. I realize it's not me, so I stopped fighting it because I realized it was this thing that made a home in me. And that's what human beings are. Uh, uh, human beings are possessed with evil in their heart, and they live in their imagination, and they believe that their emotions are real, when their emotions are not, they're evil. And so they identify with all the wrong things. They cover it up when they title it because you become like what you believe. So as a man thinking, so as he is, right? And if you just knew it wasn't you and didn't identify with anything, have no identity, then you can be a free man. You can overcome those things, free man or woman. But you got to stop identifying with all these identities because you yeah. start to believe that's who you are. Well, I I identify as a Christian, as as Christ, as one with Christ. I don't identify as angry, right? Um, I think that's to your point, right? I'm not going around and identify myself with. I'm not coming one with those emotions. I'm right. like, I'm not. I'm not coming around like I'm not an angry man. I'm not this. And I think, like you said, most people they you know whether you're LGBTQ, we see this a lot of times with them because evil loves to be identified, right? And so they, they like to do stuff like that. It's like, but that's why I don't like to get caught up in that because like, so my identity is found in Christ. So I, I see what you're saying on that front. Yeah. The devil has played a trick on human, on mankind because he dwells in human bodies and he have made them believe that there uh, are these identities. There's something else other than what's going on. But if they had a clear mind and knew it wasn't them, then they would stop fighting themselves. They wouldn't judge themselves or others. They would let go so that the light of God can come in and show them how to 
repent for being angry and stuff like that, then they'll have a clear mind because the light will destroy the darkness. But as long as you identify with the darkness, you're never going to overcome because you don't have help from the light, which is the nature of God, uh, right. to cause, to defeat the darkness of the imagination. Do you, um, do you, uh, do you, do you believe it's natural to have anger or unnatural? Unnatural. Unnatural. But now I we think, have, we live in a society where they're telling people that anger is good. That you need well, they're saying, they're saying depression is good. Right. Like, there's nothing wrong with depression. It's like, no, that's, that's, that's not, you know. Um, that's right. I, I mean, if something's an expression, as they say, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him is what comes out. Yeah. So anger is just an expression of what's already in your heart. Absolutely. So if, if you are angry, then you need to, you know, get that checked out and be like, okay, I need to go have a heart check and 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 get some scripture and mean to replace that anger with something else because this is not a healthy this is because you know it doesn't change the fact that you're angry about an issue and usually the issue what you're angry about is not the person but the issue and you're angry because you feel like no one's listening or you haven't found a way to express it um so you got to realize how to how to replace that anger with something else like you still can solve that problem you just don't have to be angry about it and they're really angry because all angry people think that they're right. They think that their thoughts and their emotions, which is of the devil, not them, but they mm-hmm. think they're right. And any other opinion or thought coming against that and disagree, whether it's laughing or, or serious, they're going to have a problem with that because they think they're the only one that think the way they think and that their mm-hmm. thoughts are right. And you cannot interfere with that. You make an interesting point about the LGBT people, right? Mm-hmm. If the world loves the people and the world don't love, because nobody in the world love one another, that's how you have to be in the world but not of it. But the mm-hmm. LGBT people are should not be identifying as LGBTQ because it's going to only make them worse. They're never going to overcome. It's only mm-hmm. when they realize that they're angry, they live in their imagination, which is of the devil, and God said, bring every thought into captivity. All thoughts are all lies all the time, right? And, mm-hmm. and the world is helping them to stay in that darkness by causing them to think that they are LGBTQ instead of children of the devil, and they need to repent and overcome that. So they're stuck until they pull away from the crowd and start seeking the kingdom for themselves. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the power of identity politics, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, but also the fact that when you build your life around such things, you're you easily controlled, right? So now if you've been promoted because of the identity yeah, and you don't want to lose that job or you don't want to lose that position, you don't want to change up and lose that identity because then, you know, now you're losing your livelihood and that's the trap in all these things. So Absolutely. I tell people, I don't want to be promoted because I'm black. I don't want to be, pro- I want to be promoted because I have the skills. It's by my merit because I come and work early every day and you see the value that I bring to your company. That's right, that's, man. That's what I want to be promoted by, because like you said, because if you change those things up, then now you got a problem. And I I don't want those problems. Absolutely. You were in the military and I've noticed that in today's America, the military leadership is very weak and pathetic. They're they're taking all the real men out of the military and they're placing it with junk. Mm -hmm. Um, When you were in the military, you were when you were in the military, was the leadership weak? 
not as weak as it was on the verge, right? So, so Mark Milley is one of the generals. I know he was over the the mil, uh, army, and I remember the CRT when it came big. I think it was around 2020, 2021, and he was like a big advocate for it, although they lacked the information and know how, but he wanted to push it. And I was like, why are we pushing? First of all, why are we pushing anything CRT related? Right. None of this helps us actually on the battlefield at all. Yeah. So it's like it, we're losing our purpose of the military. We're not out here fighting uh, for rights and, and, and other stuff. We're here to defend the Constitution from foreign domestic enemies. So it's like, let's get back to the focus of it. And the one thing I loved about the military was no one cared. When I went to basic training, I was surrounded by people I'd never seen before. I was completely out of my environment. And the only thing that was on our mind was the mission that we had to get done today, whether it was marching to class, whether it was folding our, our, our uniforms, whether it was us cleaning up the, the dorms, right? That, that was the only mission we had on our mind. Not one time that our instructors go around and say, hey, are you a Christian? Go hang with the Christians. Or are you a, a Mormon? Go hang with the Mormons. You know, are you black, white? Not one time was that raised uh, when it came to our mission, you know, and, and they didn't treat us any different based on those things as well. So when I hear about us purposely trying to identify things and bring stuff into stuff that don't matter, it's just it boggles my mind because it's like there, it was nothing wrong with what we had going on. You know, a lot of people I've seen like to blame their race or their sex for their failures. But nine times out of 10, it's just them not, you know, just because you're great don't mean the opportunity is there. Right. You know, um, and just and just because you're great don't mean you're great for that position. I know a lot of people that are great, like leaders on the field or something like that. But if you go to a more or a higher position, it's just they, they require something different. You know, and and people because of the spirit of entitlement, that's where we get it from, and and it's not their fault, right? It's got to be the the military's fault for their lack of success, and yeah. and that's what I'm saying coming about with the CRT and everything else is trying to push, especially with the 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 alphabet people. Um, is 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 weird, and I, it doesn't belong in the military. Right. A lot of us are kind of disappointed. It doesn't belong in the country, period, because it's weakening the whole country. And you, they are turning people into victims, and a victim will always feel like you owe them something, or that it's somebody else's fault. They don't take responsibility for themselves, and this whole critical race thing is starting to affect people, especially weak emotional people, in that way. So it's definitely not good at all. I wanted to ask you this, and I got a lot more stuff I want to ask. I ask ask you about, um, did you? Were you? Are you? I will, as I told you during the break that. I like the, your rap song about the Patriot song. That's who it's called? The Patriot. Uh-huh. Are you surprised at how successful you are as being a conservative rapper? I am surprised. Um, mainly because, not because of the music I make, but because of how uh, we did it. You yeah. know, we did it as independent artists. Um, I, we paid zero in promotion. I have not once paid for a Spotify playlist and I haven't paid for Facebook ads, Instagram ads, nothing. Now, I haven't paid for radio spins, none of it. So the fact that we've been able to achieve the, the success we've been able to achieve is what's been surprising to me. You know, and that tells me that God, when he has his hands on things, you know, he don't need the worldly systems to yeah. make it a success. And that is a testament that a lot of us can say um, when we uh, go out here and show people what we're doing. You know, so I've I've been excited. I've been enjoying the ride and to see him 
kind of moved me into other spaces now. Like right I said, on. with the staying the staying at Word Ministries, it's it's been fun, you know, and 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 allowing him to kind of literally order my steps because the order the steps of a righteous man, good man are ordered by the Lord. So it's it's fun to see it because I almost never know how things are gonna go, but I always know that I'm coming out on top. Right on, man. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are doing some amazing stuff, man. I know about some of the work some of you guys are doing, so you are doing amazing things. And it is good to see that and to see it so independent. You're not relying, as you just said, you're not relying on the big world to provide everything for you. Because if somebody else can do it, you can do it too. You know, That's right. You can do it. But you have to just know that. Um, what, um, are you a millennial? Yes. You're a millennial. I noticed that most millennial men are weak today. Have you noticed that? Men are weak? I, won't, I can't say if it's millennial or Gen Z. Um, <laughs> I would say that the, the latter part of millennials, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I can't say for sure if it's uh, um, just um, us as millennials, because I know a lot of strong men, you know, and also I think it depends on where you're from. Yeah. You know, if you're from California, uh, you know, probably Weak. questionable. <laughs> but uh, down here in the South, I mean, we don't have many resources. So we're kind of taught to be res- resourceful and um in our own right. Right. So we had to travel to go to work. We had to uh, learn to farm maybe or do some of the other stuff yeah. that a lot of people that is foreign to a lot of young men. But just naturally through how wh- where we're from and how we grew up. We tend to pick up some of those things that most people don't, you know. That's a very good point because I have noticed that the men who are from the South, for the most part, except to the rule, of course, they do tend to be stronger and more self-reliant and get out there and do for themselves. And it does have a lot to do with the upbringing. Let me ask, um, what is the man? What is the man? Uh I would say a person that's God created, you know, in the soul, you know, he's, you know, put his spirit into and he said, you know, gave him dominion over the earth. You know, he's a protector. He's a provider. But most of all, you know, if we're talking biologically, then, yeah, he's <laughs> he has, you know, the 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 sec, the um, the package to go with it, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as a as spiritual, as a as a leader, as spirit wise, we are leaders. Um, we, we're meant to go out and work hard and, and, you know, like I said, you know, protect our families and stuff and educate. You know, I think we've kind of submitted a lot of, uh, or surrendered a lot of our roles um, to our, our counterparts, to our ladies, which I think we need to pick back up. Yeah. You know, whether that's educating um, or at least not, I won't say surrender, but we got too much. We got too detached. Right. We, we, we didn't stay involved with any other processes that we see today. Yeah. And I feel like we, we, we allowed the emotions of the, of the women to overcome a lot of the stuff that we should have been teaching and specifically the logical stuff. Cause you know, we're, we're logical thinkers and, you know, and that's what we're seeing a breakdown of logics. Cause yeah. it, it's very logical to see that you are a man and you are a woman. Right. It's just, I don't know why we're having this debate, know, but it's an emotional debate. <laughs> Because we allowed them to take over, I think. Um, should a man ever, 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 but ever, 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 ever 
ever, 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 but ever tell a woman his problems. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I believe you can... It depends. It depends what the problem is. You know, um, if, if you want to confide in her some things and get and seek her opinion, especially if it's your wife, right? If it's a girlfriend or anybody else, I don't trust social media today, so I, I wouldn't tell too many people. Um, but, you know, if it's something that it need God in it anyway, just go ahead and see God. Cause oh God about it, you know? Um, and same thing with women, you know, they want to change men. It's like, you're not going to change men, you know, go, go talk to God about it. Let him talk to the man. That's, yeah. that's, he gave us that order for a reason, you know, to, you know, and I, I say lean on, lean on it. You know, that's why I always talk to God about what I got going on. And then once I feel like I got a solution or something has been dropped in my spirit, then I go to my wife. I, I'm, I've been taught to, be a problem solver. So if you're right. going to bring a problem up, you better bring a solution with it. Nice. Yeah. And you're right. If a man got something he really admire, like he's hungry, you know, like go when you get home, I'm real hungry. Go and make me a meal, you know, wash the dishes or do something. But personal issues, women can't handle that because of the order of God and God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman over children. And women need men to bring them out of that hell, not to come into the hell with her. She's mm-hmm. just not built. To, she can't even have her own stuff. So there's no way she's going to be able to handle a man's issues as well. That's yeah. what fathers are for. And that's what brothers are for. You yeah. know, it's okay for you to go to other men. It's like, look, you yeah. know, hey, bro, I'm going through this. What you think? You know, what's the advice? You know, because like I said, we, we, we have that capacity to not get so emotionally involved that we can actually think clearly. And even nowadays, you have to be careful with that, too, because most men are so beta male. You know, they're emotional like a woman, so you you can't even trust that. Um, Should a man ever, 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 but ever, 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 ever listen to a woman? (laughs) Trust but verify, all right? <laughs> Trust but verify. Trust that what they're telling you is truth, but go verify. Just like when Peter and John and the disciples heard about Jesus' resurrection, Mary came and told them what, what they do, go verify. They That's trusted right. her, yeah. but they went to the tomb to verify for themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't take away from their position. It doesn't make them look bad, but, you know, uh, after what, <laughs> after what uh happened with Adam and Eve, I yeah. think it's great to just verify, make sure that apple or not, well, that fruit is not the wrong fruit. You know, I remember God told Adam, uh-huh, because you listen to the woman, you you're gonna suffer. And I notice now that every time a man listens to the woman, he suffers. What yeah, a biggest, mess! The biggest example was Dwayne Wade and Gabriel Union. Man, that. That situation is just so sad to me because, like you say, you just see a man who's just literally being controlled by his lady. And not only is is it hurting his marriage, but it's hurting his children. Yeah. And he's transitioning his son against the mother's wishes, which is just all backwards. And I, I you know, that's what you kind of get when you let stuff get out of order. You know, when I read about this story and I've seen it over and over again, I, I often wonder. What is he thinking? 
you know, ain't that much love for a woman in the world or anything that I will let my little son or daughter go through that period. You know, they will have to be grown, 80, 90, out there on their own and make that decision totally. I have nothing to do with it. But I can't imagine a father agreeing to something like that. It just, I, I, want, I would love to interview him and talk to him about it. I just want to understand that mindset. What is it about her, if she encouraged him to do that, what is it that she got going on that convinced him to say okay to that? I just don't get that mindset. I know the devil living in the mind, but he must have a whole bunch of demons up in there. Well, I, I can't put it past him. And, you know, if you're not in the word, you know, Bible talks about that one man named Legion, you know, he had over 2000 demons in him. So you can have a lot of demons in you yeah. and not know it. And, and if you got that many in you, then you will definitely not behaving like you should. Have you ever met him? I never met Wade. Amazing. One last thing, then I got to put you on the hot seat here. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what made you vote for the great white hope, Donald Trump? 2016. So I voted for him in 2016 and 2020. 2016, I, he was not my first pick. He was not. Um, I was going with Paul, uh, Paul and, and Cruz. And, and then as he started just to really speak and break away from what I thought was tr the traditional political commentary that you hear from politicians yeah. when they're running for races, I was like, wait a minute. Okay, that's kind of what we need. I like the bluntness. I'm tired of the 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 five dollar words and and you know and the promises that don't like. Just give it to me raw and let me you know make the decision. And I like that about Trump. And when he came into the office and he his presidency was super dope and it was great for this country. Um, so many people I've never seen people talk about money and success so much in my life. That yeah. that four year span. People were doing all kind of stuff, buying yeah. all kind of things, you know, uh, besides the, you know, the, the narrative they were trying to paint, but no one was without during that time. And then, you know, 2020 came around and, and the election, you know, was taken from us. And I'm just sitting back like one, you know, I don't know how 2024 is going to look because we didn't, you know, we haven't really put too many measures in place to kind of stop some of that stuff. But I am hoping that these four years at least will convince a lot of people that this ain't what they want. You know, and, and that what we had before was way better than what we're expecting to get again. So, I mean, I just, like I say, I'm a logical person. Do you, I'm not emotional. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's funny because all the racist events they try to try to uh, put on him. If you go read what actually happened, it never was racist. But there's plenty of times where he wasn't racist. And like I said, it goes that everybody was hanging out with Trump before he ran for president. So I just I just like the man and his and his bluntness, you know, whether it's whether he say dumb stuff from time to time or smart stuff. At least, you know, it's just him speaking his mind. That's right. I like to I remember before he ran for president, Jesse Jackson and all those guys, Al Shopner, they they gave him an award because mm -hmm. they, they, he was like helping the black, the blacks and everything. And all of a sudden, the man announced I'm running for president. It just changed. They were, they just turned against them just like that. It was an amazing thing to see how quickly people can turn on you like that. It's it was a sad thing too. You yeah. know, it's and like I said, we've seen it personally just from you know me coming out and saying who I'm vote for publicly. Yeah. And be people just turn on just for no reason. It's like, like you said, to do with them. 
<laughs> nothing, nothing to do with anything. Just, just politics. And it's like, but that's, that's when you get caught up in identities and stuff too much yeah. because you're easily uh, triggered. And that's why I tell people, I don't get caught up in that stuff. Like, you, you're not going to get me emotionally evolved and, and move that easy because right. I know, um, you know, who I am and, Good, and my man. value. It's not, it's not caught up and wrapped up in the amount of friends I have, or the amount of money I have, right uh, any of that stuff. Titles, I, you know, I was taught from one of my previous bosses that titles mean absolutely nothing. That's so I've right. never, it's, it's, it's about what you can do and what you know and how you can apply it. So I've always, I don't get caught up in that stuff. Amazing, man. Uh, I, I do remember one other thing I wanted to ask you about. Uh, do you believe that cause there's a lot of talk today about men playing in women's sports? You know, they're swimming. They're, they're, do you do you believe that men should not play in women's sports? Men should never, ever, 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 <laughs> ever, 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 ever play in women's sports. Nor should women aspire to play in men's sports it's 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 never going to be equal equality is a myth it's a mirage that people try to push on people we're not even born equal right we're not born equal some people are born blind some people are born deaf so we're, we're just not even born equal so trying to make things equal all the time is just not it's not real life um now we can do some things to prevent putting intentional hurdles in front of people but i just think if you give people be honest with people and give them the tools let them determine their fate you know me and my brother grew up in the same household so we got that same equal the rooms (laughs) meals and everything but his life is the complete opposite of mine yeah because life is a summation of your decisions whether bad or good and he chose different things than I did. Right. And this is why I am where I am today. So I know for a fact that at the end of the day, it's about you and you and how you live life and, and whatever you decide to do with it. That's amazing, man. You're so right. They don't make them like you anymore. What's wrong with the blacks? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I was thinking the same thing, man. I hear these women complaining about men playing in women's sport, and they shouldn't do that. But I don't hear them complain about women trying to get involved with men's sport. If a woman thinks that she's equal to a man and she can uh, do the judo stuff with him and karate and get in sport. So if they think that they're equal to men, what's wrong with a man getting into their sport if they're equal? It shouldn't be a problem. But it is an issue when it comes. I'm like, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. And I hope now these women see that they have tried to, especially the women who hate men, they have tried to destroy men's clubs, all men's clubs, and mm-hmm. everything that's manly. They want to get involved in it and, and corrupt it. Now they're getting back what they've been putting out. Maybe this will wake up and they're like, uh-uh, this ain't right either way. Uh, so you absolutely, I have not heard anyone else say that when I asked them that question. And if I tell them what I, you just said, it makes sense when they hear that. But you're mm-hmm. the only one that I've asked right up front, and you said, no, then it shouldn't happen either way. And you're absolutely right. Yeah. Amazing. That's, that... <laughs> but, yeah, that's, you know, I just want to encourage women out there that are standing up against this. Please continue to do so. Um, you are your biggest advocate and, and, and I, I stand right behind you one, 1000%. I have two girls 
I don't want men in the restroom yeah. with them. I don't want men in their sports because I'm I'm a man. I know how powerful we are. Yeah. And you yeah. know, just by nature alone, and it wouldn't be fair. You know, you know whether uh, I, I saw someone posted. Uh, it was I think it was the one who just won the LSU championship, uh, the basketball. But she was talking about how was it her or somebody else? But they were saying the reason why they won't men, they don't care about men playing in women's sports because they saw ticket sales go up. I said, yes, because now you have men jumping across the free throw line. <laughs> dunking. So that's it's right. going to be a little bit more entertaining yep. to say the least. But, you know, that's that's a poor excuse. That's that's what you call for the love of money, yep. that you will sacrifice your morals and your character and integrity just so, you know, you can get that check. But, uh, yeah, I just encourage everybody out there, don't fall for the silliness there are some people that that is that are not drinking the Kool Aid. I remember, and the last thing about that, I remember when women wanted to be uh, sports announcers for men teams and things like that, mm-hmm. and they wanted to go all into the locker room and everything after the game and talk to the guys. And the guy would be in there having locker room talk, and 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 the female reporter would get mad. Oh, they were talking locker room talk, saying these things about women. That's not, they call that a sexual abuse or something. I'm like, you dummy. That's what men do. Men talk. They say what they say. And so you're a woman. You don't want to hear. You shouldn't be doing the sports stuff. Go and report on the women. What a mess. So I got to go ahead. I'll say that's the solution. If you don't like it, just go do something else. But. You know they can't live. They can't leave well enough alone. Yeah, they'd rather change the man into a woman rather than say, you know what, this ain't for me. Let the yeah. man be man. I'm gonna be a woman and live my life. So I gotta put you on the hot seat, and I need you to answer these questions as quickly as possible. Let's go. The hot seat. I've already asked this, but I, since it's here, I gotta ask over. What's wrong with the black? They're mo- low emotional IQ. Does racism exist? Yes, but the core of it is hate. Were you aware that everything you've been taught about Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement was wrong? All lies. Yes, I, I'm aware now. I have to watch Uncle Tom, too. What do you think about, with, a lot of these you've already asked, so I'm redundant here. What do you think about the great white hope? Uh, he's a great black hope. <laughs> what is love? Love is what God said. God is love. Do you? Uh, is abortion worse than slavery? It's definitely killed more people than slavery, for sure. Do you agree that white men are the most hated species on this side of heaven? In America, yes. Does Does white supremacy exist? Not as a system. How do you deal with the attacks you receive of being a conservative? Uh, let, them, let them roll off my back. They don't hurt me none. Amazing. Have you ever uh, have you ever been a slut maker? Uh, no, I've never been. I don't know what a sl- what's a slut maker. I've never been one of those. Do you know what a slut is? Yeah. And do you so a man is. A woman is a slut, right? That has sex out of wedlock. Uh huh. And a man is a slut maker that has sex Oh, okay, out of okay. So have I ain't know if you're talking about like a pimp or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nah, I've never been a pimp. Is Jesus God or the Son of God? 
Well, he's a son of God, but he also still God. He's still part of the three part being. So he he's God and and the son. Yes. So when he said my father sent me, he was talking about himself. Positions, right? We still got positions within it. He's just because when you go to Revelations, it talks about God sitting on the throne, and it talks about the multiple thrones in heaven. Because if it was only one God, it wouldn't be multiple thrones. And why would why would a God have other thrones if it was just one of Him? So, so is the Son sitting on the right hand of the Father, or is He sitting in the Father? On the right hand of the Father. So He's the Son is sitting there. And if He were God, how is He sitting next to Himself? <laughs> the world may never know, <laughs> and that's the beauty of it. When when Jesus said to the Father on the cross. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Was he talking to himself? He was talking to the Father. Because position of authority, right? You still got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But you said he was God and the, and the, and the Father and the Son. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just like how, you know, you can still be, how I want to put it. Um, what's the best example I can give you? Uh, I was just reading this. I was listening to Lewis Scott the other day. He does an amazing job with this. And, but I can't think of it right now. But I get back to you. Okay. If he was God, why didn't he say, I forgive y'all? Y'all don't know what y'all are doing. Why did he have to ask the Father to forgive them? He would have just said, You know what? I'm God. I forgive y'all. Y'all don't know what y'all are doing. Well, you got to think about what also transpired on the cross. Because he also lost his spiritual, I mean, he 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 suffered a spiritual death too. Yeah, so he said, remember, Father, remember why he said, have you left me? Yeah, why have you left me? So he had a spiritual death at that point in time too. But if, if he couldn't forgive sins or forgive people, then he never would have told the 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 paralytic that was led you know let down through the roof. He would never told him, "I forgive your sins," if he didn't have the power to do but, so. But but uh, because he didn't say, "My father, forgive your sins." At that point, he said, "I forgive your sins." When he would go away to pray, was he going up to pray to himself? No, nah, he was praying to the Father. But if he was the Father, how could he? Why did he need to go off and pray to the Father and seek my Father's will? Because at the end, of, I mean, I really wish I had that example of how this really works. But you still can be part of something, but you just got the different roles. That's why I think. The family structure is a great example of it because you know you got the you got the father, you got the mother, and you got the children. Right. But at the same time, that's still like my family last name is Townsend. We're still the Townsends. Um, same blood, same same thing. It's just that we got our roles, and I and when people understand that, because if if Christ, if God didn't have multiple beings and and he wasn't Jesus wasn't part of God. Then even in the beginning, when they say, let's let us create men and not my image, not the father image, not just, it was in our image. So you can see this throughout scripture of the power of the Trinity. Let me let me do this because I'm getting away from the quick questions. <laughs> um, um, as a son, you're a son of God, right? Yes, I, I will be. I have been etched into the family through Christ. Is it is God in you? Yeah, the Spirit, Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is inside of you. Mm-hmm. So the Father is inside of you, right? Mm-hmm. And so, are you God or are you the Son? 
I'm not God. I'm just uh, part of the family now. Like the, the spirit of God is dwelling with inside me. And so are you God or are you the son? I'm still this. Well, if you're talking about this, do I have the spirit, the son of God? So I have the Holy Spirit, which is part of God, right? Yeah. yeah. It's the spirit from God. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Are you, <laughs> so are you God or are you the son? I'm I'm neither. I'm 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 just I have been crafted into the family through Jesus. So if anything, I'm Jesus. And if Jesus is part of God, then he's still God, but he's still God the Son. Because you got God the Father, God the Son. Because if, if you look at it from God the Father, God the Son, and you know, God the Holy Spirit versus the Son of God, then you see the power and how it portrays better. So are you saying you're not the son of God? I'm saying I have the spirit of God in me. I'm, I, we are grafted, whatever. Okay. Jesus is the son of God, right? So I'm still the son of God through Jesus. So the spirit that, that came in me is the same spirit of God. And because of this, of me confessing my sins and accepting them as my Lord and Savior and acknowledging what Christ has done through faith, I have been made a part of the family. And so are you the son of the family? Yes, I wouldn't be the father of the family. So are you the if, son if, of, if that's what you're asking. Are you the son of God or a son of God? Yeah, I would I would be because of my spirit. I have the son of God's spirit in me. So you are a son of God. <laughs> I'm I'm not trying to see I'm not saying seeing what you're trying to say. Uh, no, I'm just asking. I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just asking. Are you a are you the son of God? I'm not the son of God. Because that would be Jesus, because he was the only begotten son. So but I, I am now adopted into the family through Jesus that, Christ okay. and his blood. So I would say I am a son of God by the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in me. And so, and so does God live inside of you? Yes. And so, the God, God, the Spirit lives inside of me, not God himself. And, but God not is God a, the Father. But God is the Spirit. It's a three-part being, Jesse. It's a three-part being. <laughs> and God so, the Spirit lives in me. God the Son is in heaven. is God a spirit? Is spirit, yes. Is he a spirit? Is a spirit being, yes. And does that spirit live in you? Yes. And does that make you the son or God? It made me the son. Uh, so you are a son of God. <laughs> That's why I said, I said, I'm a son of God through the spirit of God that dwells in me because I'm not God. Is I can't be I can't be God because I'm not God. He so, if I was God, God so exists if, outside of time and space. Right? So if the spirit of God dwelled in the spirit of Christ in the body of Christ and Christ became the son, did that make him a son of God or God? He was God because he had the well Jesus was already God. Jesus in the beginning was the word in John, right? Okay. The word was in the with God. There was the word, the word with God, God was the word, the word lived in. Yep, yep. So he was already part of that. He's already God. So the spirit, of Jesus didn't need a spirit because he was God himself. He was God the son. So when he came in, his what we have today is God the spirit. God, the Holy Spirit. That's so what we have. Said, when Jesus said, the spirit of God dwells in me, the father dwells in me. 
And it's not me doing the work, but the Father that's in me. It's mm-hmm. not me. It's the message I came to bring the message. When she said, I'm just playing, I'm God. If you're going to take that one that one situation and ignore it, all the other times that he said he was God. I gave you a lot of situations. <laughs> no, I gave you situations where he, he said he was God. He never said he was God. Yes, he did. Okay. Is it okay for a black man to love the Confederate flag? That's fine with me. I mean, I don't see the lo- the the logic behind it, but yeah, go ahead. Did you take the jab? I did not. I'm pure blood. Do educational women make for good wives and mothers? Depending on what type of education they're getting. Is the earth flat or round? You know what? According to the Bible, it depends how you look at it. Because I would say round, but I don't know. I had to go to space. <laughs> so you don't know if it's <laughs> it flat or round? <laughs> I would say round. You say round? Does a chicken have lips? Uh, no, it has a beak. <laughs> uh, um, is Kanye West a beta or alpha male? Oh, um, that man wishy-washy. I feel like he's beta sometimes and I feel like he's alpha. I think he just, he's confused himself. I, I haven't heard wishy-washy since I left Alabama. <laughs> should a, oh, I already asked you this. Should a man ever, 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 but ever, 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 ever tell a woman his problems? Depends what that problem is. If the problem is I'm hungry, that's a good problem to tell because she probably can solve that problem. If the problem is you're broke and you don't know what you need to be doing, you might you might need to go consult the one that provides that for you. Have you ever told anyone how the cow ate the cabbage? No, I have not. Did you have fun? I did have amazing fun, and I appreciate you bringing me on. It was amazing, man. I totally enjoyed talking to you. I appreciate your common sense. They don't make them like that anymore. Hold on to it. Don't give it up for anybody or anything for any reason. We don't have logic in our country anymore because they're destroying the men and bringing in illogic illogic through the women. And uh, yep. so thank you for that. Tell the folks how to get to your website, your music, whatever you want to put out there. Yes. Yeah, so if y'all want to follow me along what I'm doing with the Bible and quizzing people, you can go to stay in that word ministries.org. And if you just want to follow my music, go to topher or look up Topher on any musical platform and social media. And Topher is T-O-P-H-E-R, right? Correct. T-O-P-H-E-R. Some people might be like, I'm black and slow, and I would have never figured out how to spell Topher. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm again. saying it comes from Christopher, so there you go. So what now? It comes from Christopher. Yeah, amazing. Thank you again for coming on. I really wish you well. We're going to have you back, and uh, stay on that straight and narrow, man. It's amazing. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. And thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget that the Father State is not on locals.com. So click the link in the description to support our work. I do appreciate it. And check out our merch. Amazing merch. All right, check it out. And don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell. Y'all know what to do. Make sure you do it. And let me hear from you. I absolutely appreciate it. Take care. Take care.